All right, everybody, welcome back to the Get It Done podcast. My name is Joe Zanke, your host, COO, and co-founder of On Demand Storage, um, who sponsors the podcast. And today, the special guest, Jess Lynch of WishRoute. Jess, what's going on? Hey. How's it going? Happy to be here. uh, I'm happy you're here, too. We were just um, discussing, which we didn't know about each other, that we went to Babson together, which is funny, Um, actually around the same time. Small world. Very small world, very small world. We probably know a lot of the same people, but um, I always love connecting with a Babson alum, especially one that is an entrepreneur, um, because you know that school really gave me the confidence to take the leap at one point, and um, I love when other people do, and, and just learning from people, picking people's brands, it's always awesome. Yeah, definitely. Babson, I think, helps you be comfortable being uncomfortable, and that's one of the most helpful skill sets, having the confidence to give something a shot and not need someone to tell you exactly how to do something and realize that no one exactly knows what they're doing and everyone has just as good a shot at trying it and making something happen. Isn't that one of the bigger keys to life that you find out once you start doing it? Is that like, yes, no one really knows you all. I always thought that like everyone knew something that I didn't and then you get dive in and you're like, we're all kind of just trying to figure this thing out together at some point. <laughs> Definitely. I started my career in consulting and that was one of the first things I learned that Babson set us up so well to appreciate is you dive into a project. No one's done that project before. The client has no idea what to do. And my team's looking at, you know, the associates to do the research and share an opinion. Um, and the more you can, yeah, just give something a shot and share an opinion, the more likely you are to figure it out. You know, and sometimes these clients are probably like big, you know, massive companies or like, you know, CEOs, CFOs, like people who have like yes. really accomplished a lot in their career and, and even they really don't know what to do at that point in time. So exactly. it's, it's funny how that works, but um, it is one of the secrets to life. I feel like is realizing that, that mm-hmm. <laughs> you got, you know, you're on the same playing field, you're in the same level. So, so tell us about Wishroute. I um, personally, I think the company is, is awesome. So um, I'd love you to tell the audience a little bit more about what you guys are doing. Yeah, definitely. I'll give you a little background about myself as well. I've always personally been super passionate about helping others stick with their wellness goals. And I've always just been amazed at the power of what it's like when someone checks in on you or you check in on someone else to help them stay accountable. And I've actually seen firsthand through my family's experience with uh, my brother getting diagnosed with juvenile diabetes as a kid, the power of accountability and lifestyle change. My mom actually wrote a book about how our family rallied around the disease, changing one little thing at a time. And my mom was our encouraging accountability buddy that kept us on track with each change so that it became a habit and a new sense of normal and didn't take power or effort to sustain. And I still sustain those same habits to this day. Um, So that was really the inspiration for Wishrout, the power of accountability and human connection and habit change being simple and just doing one thing at a time, one thing a day. Um, And so although we've been through an evolution with Wishrout through COVID, the problem we're really focused on is combating this uh, huge drop-off rate (laughs) epidemic. Um, People sign up for health and wellness products and services every day and uh, 93% drop off at the end of one month. So companies are attracting people to start meditating, work out daily, um, and unfortunately, they're not providing the support people need to actually change their habit and start incorporating that product into their daily life so people are dropping off. Um, And so there's a lot of ways to keep people engaged. Companies are trying to solve this with automated email notifications or in-app pop-ups. 
um, app notifications, but there's just no replacement for the magic of having someone check in. Um, and so we found a scalable way using automation and AI to use real humans to engage users in a daily conversation and help them build a habit around the product and engage for the long term. It's a really, really cool idea. And, um, you know, I think that it's, it's almost like you, you, you know, you have your own personal trainer on your phone. Like they're not going to tell you exactly what to do. They're not going to tell you, you know, you have to do this or, you know, you don't have to pay a ridiculous amount to go meet them in person and, and do anything. But at the end of the day, I think the true value behind the personal trainers, other than the, you know, the, the workout routines that they give you or the diet is just the fact that they hold you accountable. It's like, you know, someone's going to be there in your ear to, to say, Hey, you know, are you making sure you're doing this? And I feel like oftentimes you guys are onto something, whereas like, that's all that people really need is like, just a reminder, just a voice, just a, like a coach or someone who's not only taking to the next step, what you guys do is encourage people, you know what I mean? Say like, Hey, yeah. just We're totally get a little better. In, definitely. Totally based in behavioral science. And the thing is most people are externally motivated. And so you're motivated by other people expecting things of you. And with our own self-care and health and wellness routines, the problem is the only person holding us accountable is ourself. And so it falls lowest on the list. And so if you are externally motivated, creating more support around yourself where other people are expecting you to take care of yourself so it can be higher on the list, um, that's really the foundation of accountability. I had a conversation with my girlfriend the other day where I said, you know, I would never, if I had something on the calendar like this, like I would never just blow it off or skip it. I would never like, you know, it would never be like, Oh, you know, I'm not, I'm just going to ice Jess. I'm just going to go right. just not come and not skip the call or like if I had a sales meeting, like I'm not gonna blow it off, but you do it when it's just you and it's just you yourself and I, me, myself and I like, and I have something to go to the gym and it's, it's so easy to just be like, bam, I'm gonna do that. you know what I mean? And like people put themselves last all the time and, and yeah. they they do and they don't, but I mean, I, I've been, I've fallen victim to it, you know, a million times. And like, even with sports, you know, I still play um, like softball or basketball with my friends whenever we can outside of COVID. And um, I would never miss a game. You know, I would never like miss a game to like just go do something else. Um, right. If I was able to play, I'd show up and play. Um, but like for some reason, going to the gym by yourself is just not like that. I don't know why. Or, or eating so better. Many you know ways. I mean? So many ways to be successful. And to move, um, whether it's going for a walk or doing a dance workout or going to the gym by yourself, you know, there's just, they all work. <laughs> it's finding yeah. one that works for you. And it's good to get in the right habits, like you said, and be held accountable before it's too late. Because, um, you know, my, I can relate a lot to your story. My dad actually recently just got diagnosed with diabetes and, and he's very much on the path of like, I'm going to kick this thing and not let it control my life, which is yeah. great. But um, it was a mega huge wake up call for him because, you know, he didn't develop those habits and he waited too long to the point where, you know, it, it catches up with you. And now you got to backtrack. Um, fortunately, like I said, he's really, really taking the bull by the horns, um, which I love to see. But, um, but if you form these habits at our, you know, our age or before or whenever, you know, just keep going, carrying them throughout your life and you won't have to hopefully deal with stuff like that. Right. And it's never too late. Every day is a new opportunity to consider what isn't serving you and start changing your habits. So, I mean, New Year's is always a great time, but we say at Wish Route, like it doesn't have to be New Year's. It can be no. today, it can be tomorrow, it can be Monday. Like that's all, every day is a new start. Every hour is a new start to do things differently and leave the past behind. Definitely. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, 
so you mentioned how you got into the business and how you, you know, got the idea where you got um, inspired. Um, what are some of kind of the challenges that you faced getting it, you know, off the ground? Is there, you know, maybe you could point to one particular challenge that um, outside of, you know, the retention rate, like just starting a business? Yeah, definitely. Um, a, a huge one was COVID for us. We were focused on helping gyms increase engagement and retention and had had some huge wins in that industry. But when COVID hit, we had to go back to our original vision of helping people use the resources around them and stay accountable to following through with habits. And so although we had started with Jim, that was just the tip of the iceberg. And so working with digital health companies was a really natural transition, but it was a very challenging transition as there was so much uncertainty, um, you know, through, through COVID and everyone trying to figure out just how to operate um, and the basics. And so it was a lot of talking to potential target customers and doing kind of going back to the drawing board on customer discovery of what are these digital health companies using now? What are they interested in? How are they trying to solve the problem? What's missing? Um, but it became really clear this was the right channel for us because I mean, six weeks into those customer discovery conversations, we had our first signed pilot contract. And now we have a really huge business development pipeline with interested companies. So awesome. um, we're, we just signed one yesterday. Um, so just when you feel that, that uh, almost like the, the dog's running and we're just holding on to the tail, uh, it's pulling us forward, um, then we just knew it was the right thing. But the challenge of creating a new go-to-market strategy during COVID was a significant one. Oh, I'm sure it was. I'm sure that that wasn't um, <laughs> very easy at all. But I mean, I think the people who, you know, were in opportunistic spots that um, took advantage of them. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you're probably sitting back and thinking, well, now this new business model is like, you know, could, has potential to be, you know, even better or yeah. just a, a better addition to what we were doing prior. So it's like, it's a bad thing that it happened. And obviously COVID in, in general, is a bit, that that's a whole different discussion is a bad thing that happened. But um, it could be, a, you know, a good thing at the end of the day, because you guys were able to see the opportunity and, and actually take advantage of it. And you were just telling me prior to hopping on here that, you know, you made some even just big moves today, right? Yep. Bringing on uh, more team members to wish route. We just hired a director of operations, which is very exciting. Who's that is very experienced. Um, and uh, also just closed our angel round of funding. So that was a big milestone for us. Um, but it was a lot of that relationship building that I did the first year of wish route that, enabled us to continue to be successful and go through that go-to-market strategy pivot. Because when I needed to get in touch with the Weight Watchers and headspaces of the industry, I had people around me that had contacts there. And so that really enabled us to get that customer discovery done and make this pivot. Whereas if I hadn't invested in those relationships, we, you know, it wouldn't have been as easy if, if at all possible. No, I mean, making meaningful relationships and, um, and being willing to help that, you know, both ways is huge. And um, it's a big reason why I started this whole podcast is just to create more meaningful relationships in my life. Um, it's a great way to network. You know, I always thought that I wasn't putting out enough content. So I just kind of started doing this and then it's evolved. And now it's like opened my eyes to, you know, I meet so many cool people and, and you have a great conversation. You get to know each other. It's almost like you made like a new friend and yeah. then, um, you, you never know when it's going to come back and, and, you know, maybe I'll reach out when we could do business together or we could do anything, you know what I mean? Um, so I love that about um, that. And, and that's a really good point that you just made is, is invest the time at the beginning, especially into uh, cultivating strong relationships when you're starting a business. 
And it's so fulfilling. I've met the most amazing group of people through this journey that I would otherwise have never have gotten access to and exposure to while I was in consulting. So yeah, I just, I really always value that because you're just meeting people who are passionate and entrepreneurial and have had incredible experiences. And whether it's just as friends or they end up investing or they make an introduction or you help them, you know, it's always a net positive. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I couldn't agree more. So you mentioned, obviously, you're building on a team now. Um, you just hired a, a COO. And um, how many people do you have over there now working working for you guys? We're a full-time team of four. And then we have five or six part-time folks, uh, a bunch of interns and WishRoute guides who are the ones that are texting the WishRoute users back. Nice, nice. So, you know, obviously, as you keep growing and evolving your business comes, you know, managing people and, and, um, and having to, you know, take on kind of a leadership role in the business. Um, what are some things that, you know, come to mind for you when you're looking to, um, you know, when you're thinking about managing people, um, what do you value when it, when it comes to that? Definitely open conversation and people bringing their authentic self and feelings. Like we all have hard days and we all have exciting days and for people just being transparent about where they're at, especially has been important during COVID, um, but also how they're feeling about their work and the company's direction and, and just making sure that if someone isn't feeling good, that we're having, you know, consistent conversations about that. Or if someone's um, developing a lot that they know that I'm seeing that progress and I'm proud of them. Um, so just kind of all working together in a very collaborative, open way, because I think that's, you know, when you join a startup, there's a ton of risk that comes along with it and obviously exponential rewards. Um, but it has to be a lifestyle you're excited about and feel fueled and good about. And so I just think that really kind of radical candor and honesty and transparency is really important so that everyone feels part of the journey and that they're getting what they want out of the journey and from me. Um, so I think, yeah, that honesty and transparency is really key. Yeah, no, I really agree. And I think that um, going along with honesty and transparency comes like, just like you touched upon it, uh, empowering other people to um, feel like, you know, they can make the decisions. And even if they're wrong, you know, even if they make the quote unquote wrong decision or they make a mistake, you know, knowing like that, that see, I would rather, we always tell our guys around here too, that like we would rather them go make a decision for their, on their own in certain scenarios and make a mistake and then learn from it. Um, because we can always fix a mistake. And, and we like to always say that the biggest mistakes, you know, one of my partners came up with this and I think it, it really means a lot when we are hiring people is like the biggest mistakes that our companies made have already been made by the, the leaders of the, like the us, you know what I mean? Like we've already quoted jobs, like very much wrong. We've like done this, that, and the other thing. So we've already made those mistakes. So anything that you're going to do isn't going to be something that like is earth shattering. Right? We've already kind of crawled through the mud. Um, in a way to get so we like to just tell people hey you know if we hire you on like train them the right way like you said open honest transparency but they'll let them know that they can um they're empowered you know we want them to feel free to make decisions and feel free to learn and feel free to ask questions like that's just yeah. i think key and that's not something that you get in like the corporate world all the time right no we all say like fall forward you know if, if you mess yeah. up that's okay let's just talk about what's next and i mean i'm really quick to like share success and take blame. Yes. So, and I think that's important as a leader too, that if someone did make a mistake, it's in some way 
related to my leadership and not giving them the information they needed or the coaching they needed or giving them too much responsibility too soon. You know, not obviously we all make mistakes and own our mistakes. I think that's important, but as a leader, you're setting the foundation for people's actions. Um, So I think it's important to take some responsibility and just make sure that people are feeling motivated and everything's constructive. And yeah, we all fall forward together. (laughs) I like that. I like the fall forward mentality for sure. And yeah, it always, you know, inevitably it's always going to come back to us as the, as the owners, some way, shape or form. It's like, you know, why did that happen? And you can trace it back to maybe something that, you know, we did or didn't do or a scenario where we led by example in a, in a way. And exactly. It usually does. But then as it's our job to, to trace it back and then fix it and address it. Right. I mean, that's how we'll continue to hopefully move forward. Mm-hmm. So do you have any um, role models or mentors in your career that, um, you know, have helped you get this thing going or uh, that you, you know, just look up to all the time? Yeah, absolutely. And there's a wide variety of mentors and advisors around me. Um, there's certain individuals at Babson that have set the foundation for me to be successful with mentor coaching funding, um, like Debbie Kleinman at Babson who, um, led the blank center. She's been one of the most influential women in my life, um, helping me see anything is possible and making the introductions I need to be successful in Boston. Um, same with David Chang in Boston, he Mm -hmm. led Babson summer venture program. And so he's been a wonderful mentor to me uh, personally and professionally. So those are those are two Babson uh, related mentors that, that I owe a lot to. Um, but I I don't have a formal board of advisors, but I have a very long list of people I reach out to often. And the best thing is our investors have been the ones that have been the biggest advocates and advisors to me. Oftentimes they advised me for a few months. And then um, when they heard I was fundraising, they're like, oh, wait, I want in. <laughs> so um, that's the best is when they're, they were kind of mutually adding value to each other's lives before, and then they decided to become an investor. Yeah, for sure. No, it sounds like um, you're building on a great team in that regard too, when it comes to people that you can lean on people that you could, it's so great to have people that like, you know, if, if, whether it's a question or, you know, just a bit of advice or just to call up and talk sometimes. Um, yeah. There's so many decisions. It can be so overwhelming. Um, even in this hiring process, we're bringing in a very senior operations leader and there were a lot of different people we were interviewing and considering, and it, it was overwhelming and a huge decision with a lot of risk and a lot of reward. Um, and so, yeah, there were a few, few advisors that actually are investors in Wishra that were helping me along the way. And it just, it's nice to have a sounding board and feel less alone with the decision. Yeah. Hiring is something that, um, you know, they should, they should teach a class at Babson on hiring. Yeah. Way more. um, We, I don't think I was ever taught. And that's something that is like, so like, it's like so crucial to be like, to know how to do it, whether it's the interview process or like actually making a contract for somebody that like, gives them I mean we were just talking about that we've started making more hires recently as well and it's like that's not something that we were taught how to do <laughs> we, we all went to the same right. school. We're like, did anybody take a class on this no oh okay well, I guess we'll just wing it then I love the who book that's huge for hiring the who book I, yeah who oh okay that could yeah. be a book recommendation now I'm gonna ask you another one yeah I think I have one on my bookshelf somewhere <laughs> oh here it is Oh, nice. Okay. Well, we'll have to pick that one up because we were all looking at each other like, you know, 
where can we get some advice for this? But yeah, it has a great like phone screen to first interview to second interview reference checks, all that. It, it, it's very short and to the point. <laughs> gotcha. Nice. Nice. I'll have to check that out. Thank you for the recommendation. Yeah. Um, so how are you guys currently like marketing yourselves? I mean, what, this is a question I like to ask because as a, a younger entrepreneur, someone that's just getting started, they were wearing yeah. the same boat here. I always felt when I was beginning that, you know, the, like, it's just, especially in 2021, there's so many different things you could do, whether it's social media, email campaigns, you know, Google ads, just straight up sales. You know what I mean? Like, where should I focus my time? Where am I, where are my uh, buyers going to find me and where are they looking? Yeah. It was overwhelming. You know what I mean? And it takes a long time to like actually figure those things out. And then usually it takes money to figure them out too. Um, so you got to be careful. But yeah. where are you got? Where have you guys had success? Where are you, um, you know, kind of focusing now? Definitely, as an enterprise solution focused on wellness companies that support individuals, um, we think of it as our positioning, and then also how we get those introductions. So everything we've done thus far has been on warm introductions, but I mean that's gotten us to our like top fifty target companies through our advisor network and just my personal relationships. So that's been a really effective way to get to the right person at the company is when actually someone else in the industry says, Oh, I talked to Jess. I think you should talk to her as well. So we've gotten a few companies referring me to others just because nice. they're friends with someone in the other company and they think that company would, would benefit. Um, and so that's how we've done our business development thus far is through our introductions through our network. Mm -hmm. um, I think we would have some success with some LinkedIn outreach, but so far we're sort of busy enough off that. So we're sticking with that for now. Um, but then positioning wise for us to be successful, our partners need to see that we're experts at helping individuals stay accountable to using a product. And so we are, we've been working with individuals and companies for two plus years. And so we keep our direct to consumer offering open so that uh, partners and investors can try Wish Trout firsthand, which isn't the same white labeled experience we'd facilitate for them, but it gives them an idea of what's possible. So we send morning text messages with some inspiration for the day and we check in at the end of the day on a daily goal. And there's real people on the other side. You can text back the Wish Route guide team. And so for a, like a health app, they could send in-app content in the morning via text message and check in on whatever habit um, they're trying to help people build at night. And then we'd be on the other side as that company's team texting with users back. Oh, nice. So for them to experience some form of it is really valuable. And also just showing and positioning ourselves in the market as an accountability service is really attractive to these partners wanting to learn more about what we bring to the table. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I mean, um, you know, bringing your product directly to them and letting them test it and, and just showing them, I mean, proof of concept is everything. And then, you know, once you, once you're able to, you know, convince someone and sell someone that you're, you know, at the right fit, um, doing exactly what you're doing and then rolling that into referrals is, uh, is, is the best way to build a business. Honestly, I mean, the, the warmest sale is, is just someone else who's vouching for your product, you know, a raving fan about what you do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good for you. Yeah. No, from the beginning, I think it's very important to build, um, you know, raving fans, people who are just going to like, you know, you don't have to invest, um, like dollar for dollar ROI type of marketing into, you know, just doing really well for someone and having them refer you business. I mean, that. Yeah it's the best type of way to go about it. Yeah. Um, so we covered, you know, 
obviously COVID, like you mentioned, had a, an impact in your business. So I, uh, I appreciate you already kind of bring up. one of my questions usually, you know, what is a positive spin that, um, yeah. that you could put on the COVID thing, but it seems like you guys have been able to put a little bit of a positive spin by just flipping around the model in a way and, and now going after a new target. So, you know, good for you in that regard. Um, and you already brought up a book too, but do you have, um, you know, any other book recommendations aside from this one that's a little bit relevant to what we're going on, you know, the, the hiring process that, um, that you would yeah. recommend to the audience? Definitely. Uh, so it's kind of a, a geeky book, but it's called Actionable Gamification oh, wow. um, by Yukai Chow. And it's all about human behavior and tactics that, you know, companies can use to increase engagement and uh, stickiness of products. And it kind of looks like a textbook, but it's a really easy, fun read. And it explains a lot of what we interact with on a daily basis and why some things we can't put down and other things you never touch again. So we take a lot of inspiration um, from that book, putting its theory into practice. Um, but also I just found it personally fascinating. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love that. I uh, that's not one that's been recommended so far. So, like I said, I'm trying to build out a library. Um, I want you know a wall of books that are recommended by smart people like yourself that I talk to. So, um, I appreciate that. And um, so, where can um, you know anybody find your company and find you? And if they want to try out Wishroute, you know, is it like in the app store? Or how does they uh, how do they no, get it's a text message based service? So you oh, sign you? up on the website at yep. wishroute.com. W i s h r o u t e dot com. You can find us on Instagram at Wishroute or any social platforms at Wishroute. And you can find me at Jessica L. Lynch. Uh, that's my handle on Instagram. Thank you. Awesome, Jess. That's um, that's fantastic. Anybody who's like, listen, I mean, go check it out, you know, especially right around now when we're filming this. Like you mentioned, it doesn't have to be now with the new year, but it's obviously a good time to get it going because I feel like a lot of people are still sticking to what they, um, what they set out to do at the new year. And so this could only help you out. And um, I really do believe that what you guys are doing is awesome. And uh, I love the pivot that you're taking. And, uh, you know, thank you for your time. This is really great. Awesome meeting you as well. Okay, awesome nice. meeting you. So let's stay in touch and, um, and we'll talk again soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Jess.